Chantani, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Godfather Minute. With me, Alex Robinson. <laughs> Godfather. <laughs> Is that your new introduction for yourself? Uh, I kind of, I don't know, I was just going for it, I don't know. I, Are you saying you started doing something and then you wiped out? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Andy Robinson. And today we're talking about Minute 54, 54 of, of the, the Godfather, Godfather Part 2. Godfather Part, Part 2, Minute 54. <laughs> Alex, repeat after me. A minuto. A minuto. Numero. Numero. Cinquanta quattro. Cinquanta quattro. You got it. All right. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> you got it. Um, minute number 54. Um, Signora Bandano takes Vito aside and tells him that thanks to Don Finucci and his nephew's wet beak, he's out of job. <laughs> Vito, I mean, not not Signor. Yeah. Uh, that would really be a commitment if he said, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have him take my job and you like to, <laughs> you know, to keep you in line." So so wait, so the nephew's got a wet beak, and Vito now has a dry paycheck. <laughs> Yeah, that's how it goes. Um, uh, Vito gracefully uh, ex- uh, accepts his fate and expresses his gratitude and then leaves. As he walks down the New York City street, suddenly and without warning, he hears a desperate voice call his name. No, he pleads. No, no! <laughs> a cliffhanger there. I don't know if he says it like that. It makes it sound like he's being mugged. Black <laughs> <laughs> hands everywhere, man. You gotta be careful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I interpret it more like, no, 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 you can never lose your family. <laughs> so, um, so, no, yeah, so this is well, where we see uh, Vito basically losing his first job. I assume it's his v- first job. Vito, you're fired. <laughs> oh, too soon. Jenko Sr. really had a hard time getting the words out. It took Vito himself to say, he's like, I understand, you... Nephew needs a job, and uh, yeah, and and oh, you're you're uh, he he he's come from Italy and he's fallen in love with your daughter. You want the two to be married, <laughs> exactly, Godfather. <laughs> you always know. You always know exactly what's. This going may be on. the first example where you see Vito I mean, recast in education. We call it recasting the situation, mm-hmm. putting it in his own words, describing what's taking place. Oh, interesting. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because later he does that all the time. As the Godfather, yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, speaking of which, we um, when he's talking to um, uh, the Senor, when Vito is talking to Senor, and he says like, "Oh, you know, I'm never going to forget this," and you, he does the thing where he like points to his head when he says like, "I'm never going to forget it." I feel mm-hmm. like that's a Marlon Brando, like, like I feel like that might be a gesture. I can't think of when he, when it happens, but I feel like that's something we saw. Ah. We saw Marlon Brando do, and I know, and then Mar- I knew Robert De Niro watched it to try to get kind of mannerisms and things mm, like that. But can you yeah. think of any time where he says, huh. where he taps his head? Maybe when he's talking like Bonacera? Oh, I don't know. 
I, I think when he says, and then they, and then they will fear you. Yeah. I don't think he doesn't touch his head. He no, that's when he puts the orange in his mouth. He's like, and then they <laughs> will fear you. <laughs> <laughs> they will, they will fear. When you're my friend, they will fear you. And they'll fear you even more when you do this. So look, you cut down. You pull the Bonaceri. Just running. <laughs> <laughs> Vito's like, no, come on, come on. Oh. And then he, Vito goes out in the hall, mm-hmm. still with the oranges. And he's like, oh, come on. I was just kidding. And everyone else waiting runs away. Ah! Even Luca Brasi. It's like a horror movie. <laughs> Luca Brasi. <laughs> like, ah! Ah! <laughs> Or Luca Brasi, oh no! <laughs> or Luca Brasi starts fighting the orange mouth monster, yeah. not knowing it's Don Corleone, thinking oh. it's someone who attacked. Don well, Corleone. he kills him, and then he's like, "Let's see who this was." And then he pulls the orange out of his mouth. He's like, oh, "Don Corleone!" <laughs> he had no idea there was him this whole time. <laughs> Don Corleone, I'm sorry for killing you on the day of your wedding. On the the day of your daughter's wedding. <laughs> um. <laughs> Janko Sr. having a hard time yeah, he gets, firing get, Vito. gets choked up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting con- to contrast this with um, the scene earlier in the movie, a thousand years ago, when um, Tom was expressing how much he wanted to be thought of as a family member mm. by. And here, yeah. basically, it's the same relation. Like, he, in this situation, uh, Vito is the Tom Hagen. He's mm-hmm. the orphan who was taken in. So, uh, yeah. so it's interesting that he's. Uh, and we never see Tom express. Get, we never get to see Tom express that to Pop. Mm-hmm. The way Vito gets to do it to Jenko. Tom basically only winds up saying it to the brothers. Doesn't Tom at some point say to Vito? Oh no! He says to Mikey, uh, "That's that's great, Mikey. I always wanted to be considered a brother, as yeah. a brother to you. Right. Right. He's just he's just as much a father to me as to, yeah, to you guys. So, uh, yeah. but he never says it directly to Vito. Didn't he do that when he tells Vito that Sonny was killed? He's like, they they got Sonny on the causeway. He's dead, and I'm really glad I'm your son. <laughs> It's bad timing to tack it on to that. Well, but I don't know. So Maybe it's yeah. a substitution. He's like, yeah. well, you can rely on me as your son. Now well, that's how gone. he should say it. He's like, Pop, I got good news and I got bad news. <laughs> <laughs> well, give, me the, give me the bad news. Because <laughs> he always insists on hearing bad news immediately. Oh. So. <laughs> Um, he's like, Sonny's dad, wait, don't, don't, don't get upset. Hold on, don't react until you hear everything I have to say. Oh, what's the good news? <laughs> and he says, the, ba- the bad news is I'm your son. Oh, no, wait, that's the good news. Sonny's <laughs> dead, but you got me. <laughs> and I make more money than 100 bun men. <laughs> he has a new slogan. Why not Tom? That's his new. Oh, he's like, why not Tom? <laughs> <laughs> One client, Hagen. <laughs> Tom, why am I out, Hagen? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> why am I out, Hagen? Question: yeah. Does Vito still shop at the grocery store? Mm. Well, first of all, did he? I assume he did some of his shopping at the grocery store. Oh. <laughs> That's such a great question. Second of all, did he go back like a, there afterwards, or was it like awkward? <laughs> That's such a Larry David Curvy enthusiasm <laughs> question. Larry David's like, I, 
I don't know. I still, got, I still get the discount, right? You still, still give me the, the family uh, discount, uh, yeah. right? No, you don't work here. You don't get the discount. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't choose to leave on purpose. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I think so. You think he continues? They, they, I mean, he leaves gracefully mm-hmm. and with friendship intact. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I assume Jenko continues to be his concierge. <laughs> well, yeah, we know that. We know Jenko. Yeah, yeah we know that he... Uh, but is that a case of keeping your enemies closer? Ah, oh. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm never gonna forget this, Jenko Senior. I'm gonna keep my eye on you. There should be a deleted scene, like when they catch up with Fabrizio at the pizza parlor. There should be a scene where you see old man, you see Jenko's father, like his old man, like going to his house or something, and then Paulie or somebody offs him. Oh, great! <laughs> or what if, what if this whole thing were planned by Vito? Vito runs the black hand Whoa. got Fenucci to install his nephew but it's really Vito's nephew wait a minute for the are you whole- telling me Vito had his own father killed <laughs> believe it <laughs> or not <laughs> wow that kid really is a genius he really he's really thinking yeah. he's thinking like 10 moves ahead yeah <laughs> oh, I want to meet my brother Philip Barzini <laughs> what <laughs> maybe not two steps from now but 10 steps from now you'll figure it out <laughs> And and not only that, it's it's yeah, it's, it's Vito's nephew who he ends up installing in the grocery store. Why? Just so Vito can keep tabs on how Jenko talks about him now that he's fired. Mm. He goes, oh, come on. <laughs> oh, he was a jerk anyway. Stupid jerk. I guess that did we discuss that that that's a, also a way for Fenucci to kind of make sure no one's. Um making trouble do we yeah. discuss that already? I think so by having a like, basically to, a spy in, yeah, in the, in the yeah house, so. to keep your uh, business close keep um, someone there here's a follow up question mm-hmm. did did Vito steal from Abendando well the author and the filmmaker did not I don't think wanted let, they did not lead us to believe that right they're building Vito to be this noble noble ethically balanced character which is why it's great because now he's being tempted into this world of of um, crime yeah I don't know I, I you think I, he stole from Jenko? no no I mean I think you're right I think the movie definitely does not give us that impression and mm-hmm. I do think they're trying to sell Vito as this noble criminal but it just makes me like all cr- all these organizations on some level have a thing of coercion yeah yeah. Like, you, you don't get to be the head of the thing, but just by being a nice guy who doesn't rough people yeah. up. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So, mm-hmm. it's, it's you know, and I guess it's it's a, you know, it's like a fantasy movie. It's not. Yeah. We're supposed to think of them as, like, noblemen and, like, it's like Shakespeare and stuff. You don't yeah. think of them as, like, thugs. Yeah. Who, yeah. who, you know, are just out for blood. Yeah. It's a big expense. Yeah. Yeah. Blood is a big expense. Um. But yeah, I wonder if he was stealing from him all along. Yeah. He could have hired a whole other employee because he's like, I don't know, I'm so I'm not, just not making money. But like Vito was stealing so much that like he easily uh, could have hired both of kept both of them on if Vito wasn't <laughs> so greedy about it. It's like all oh, his molasses. <laughs> he's stealing so much that he opens up his own grocery like right next door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he's he's stealing so much. That Jenko is the one who approaches the black hen and says, "Can you 
oh, uh, Don Fanucci, I, I ask you, please, respectfully, to come in and install your nephew just so I have an excuse to fire oh, Vito. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so Senor Avendando's the one secretly running the whole Black Hand operation. <laughs> it was Jenko all along. Here's Jenko the question. Senior. Does Fanucci know that... Uh, that Jenko is secretly running it, or is there a buffer in between Jenko and? Oh, you think you think as early as now, Cheech is the buffer? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Jenko's father runs the grocery, uh-huh. and he pays Cheech to, to relay the messages to Don Fanucci. Don uh-huh. Fanucci doesn't know who they come from. He just oh. hears, "Oh, the boss wants you to install yeah. your nephew in that." In that in that store, <laughs> it really gets complicated. So Jenko Senior is the black hand. Yeah, basically, is the, he is the, the this whole thing. And that's why that's why Vito had to explain. That's why Jenko had to explain it all to Vito because Vito's like, I've never even heard of any of these oh. people. So he's just like, Oh yeah, he's always been here a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fanucci's doubling his his charges. <laughs> just stay out of it. Vito. It's no coincidence they met in a theater the yeah. first time. And suddenly, like, behold, I will cut your daughter's throat. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing all the characters wow. we've seen so far in this flashback yeah. are all actors hired to like by Vito's family as a prank <laughs> I don't so know the what last, the end is the last scene of GF2 should be Michael realizing what that the whole thing was Avendando was Jenko Avendando all along. And Vito never knew. Vito never knew. So to his grave assuming that, that this is all legitimate <laughs> But to thing. what purpose? Because he's basically controlling all the... He, oh, want, he wanted yeah. his family to be legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be more of one of those those like comedy things where you're sucked into this uh, world that turns out it's like your family's kind of played this joke. They hired all these people to make you believe something was happening. It was an elaborate prank. Yeah. It was just a prank, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and they never meant Vito to become a crime lord or anything. <laughs> Wait, so when does the prank begin? <laughs> uh, I think it begins in these flashback scenes when Vito's a, a child and they take him. Oh, when they take him in. Oh, so you don't think Jenko it's, you don't think like in. when they when they got on the when they got him on the boat, they were like, <laughs> "Oh my god, I can't believe he did it. He totally got on the phone." <laughs> His crazy. mother never was even shot. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz they were all planning, they were all planning on No, actually, they were they were planning uh when he got when he was supposed to get on the boat, they when he got out of the donkey, they were all supposed to go surprise oh. and reveal that they were still alive. But they, they accidentally got on the boat and went to Sicily, and they're like, well, "I guess, I guess we went to America, yeah, to America, and they, and they yeah, lost track of him." Yeah, they, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when they said, "You know what? Send Jenko Abandando over there to get him back." And that's on the way over oh. there. Jenko's like, "Wait a minute, what if I don't get him back?" Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and so on. And that's why later when. When the Robert De Niro Don Corleone goes back to Sicily with his young family, with Michael, Fredo, and Sonny, mm-hmm. that they, they, well, spoiler alert. Eh, maybe we won't talk about it. I want to do the spoiler. Okay. Or when they go and they, he, he seeks revenge. Yeah, totally. That's why the Don, what's his name again? Who gets. Uh, Ciccio, I think. Don Ciccio. Yeah. yeah. That's why they don't, he doesn't even think anyone has out for vengeance on him because he was part of the whole prank that's why his guards not up they're like oh yeah come on over we'll have some drinks you could totally tell it's a prank based on when when Vito's mother gets quote unquote shot because mm. it's so obvious
obviously it's like a stunt. But like she's not clearly not really getting shot. So yeah, Vito Vito wasn't so stupid. He would he should have known oh. it right away. <laughs> That's great. Well, I got some stuff from the book. Oh, what else you got? Let's see. Okay, well, Alex, as you know, the book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different than the movie. The book is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. Yeah. Well, Mario Puzo wrote both, so I don't know why they're different. Yeah, they really should be the same. But here we go. Page 193, Puzo writes, During World War I, when imported olive oil became scarce, Finucci acquired a part interest in the Abandando grocery store by supplying it not only with oil, but imported Italian salami, hams, and cheeses. Hmm. That's it. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep going. Puzo continues to write, He then moved a nephew into the store, and Vito Corleone found himself out of a job. Wait, pause. Mm-hmm. Rewind. <laughs> um, does it say that um, Finucci was responsible for them getting food? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, Finucci- he, so he was really involved in the business. Then. Yeah, he was more than just extortion. It okay. sounded like he had he worked on the supply chain. The black chain. hand. We're more than just extortion. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't really work out with them in food because every time they would deliver the food that... That like black hand grease, the grease oh. that kept their hand black would be on the products. People didn't like that, Alex. First, they thought it was like kind of a brand. They're like, oh, see, each thing we marked with a black, grimy oh. black fingerprint. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's how Vito finds out that Chenko was pulling the strings all along and was the black hand when he gets fired because he shakes his hand. Oh, Vito he's... leaves and his hand's <laughs> all black with grease. <laughs> I just realized it was Django Aventando all along. <laughs> what else you got? Puto writes, uh, by this, this is a little bit more. By this time, the second child, Federico, had arrived and Aww. Vito Corleone had four, mu- four mouths to feed. Up to this time, he had been a quiet, very contained young man who kept his thoughts to himself. The son of the grocery store owner, young Jenko Abandando, was his closest friend, and to the surprise of both of them, Vito reproached his friend for his father's deed. Jenko, flushed with shame, vowed to Vito that he would not have to worry about food, that he, Jenko, would steal food from the grocery to supply his friend's need. Wow. This offer, though, was sternly refused by Vito as too shameful, a son stealing from his father. You should never take sides against a family. Yeah, and you should never steal from your father. (laughs) From your father. (laughs) What do you make of that? Vito reproached his friend. I think that's consistent with the character of the noble family character of, of, like, he couldn't, he couldn't make bread. He couldn't eat that bread in good conscience, knowing that if... Jenko's father found out it would be a source of great well but even before Jenko offered him food uh, Vito reproached his friend for Vito reproached young Jenko because his father fired him no but I thought Vito reproached him because Jenko's like I'm gonna steal food for no, you no no that that's was, when he reproached it was him. afterward what the son of the grocery store owner young Jenko Abandando was his closest friend yeah and to the surprise of both of them Vito reproached his friend for his father's deed period huh 
Then it goes on, Jenko, flushed with shame, vowed to Vito that he would not have to worry about food. So he reproached him even, hmm, that's strange. Yeah, it's a little, little out of cat. I mean, it's probably more realistic. Vito saying, look, how could you let your father do this? That's so, so like shameful and disrespectful. Right. You as the son should stand up to Fanunia. I'm I'm filling in the words of, of yeah. what a reproach, huh. a, a, a reproachful Don Vito yeah. would have said, right? Yeah, it's I, it's strange. I thought he reproached him before for no. about offering to steal food. No, it's only hmm. ab- yeah. What do you make of that? Does it change your perception of the character or the upcoming events? Well, I wish it was more. I wish I wish that was more spelled out so we could like specifically figure out what his argument was. Yeah. Um, if it was like like you said, is he mad at both of them for not standing up to Finucci? Is he is he just mad because he got fired? And you know yeah. what what is the is he mad because he charges too much for his groceries? Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's interesting, too, because it says... Uh, He's like, you never should have hired me in the first place. Yeah. That's yeah. my veto impression. Yeah. I, <laughs> I could have gotten a job at the uh, at the uh, Tatalia grocery store across the street in the first place. Oh, imagine how different his world would have been if he had what? been taken under... If he had gotten his first job at the Tatalia grocery across mm. the street. Tatalia's a pimp. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to buy your groceries from a pimp. Do you buy your groceries from a pimp or the black hand? Oh. Ugh. <laughs> loser's choice down here in the, in the immigrantville. Hey, one other point here. It said, to the, to the surprise of both of them. In mm-hmm. other words, to the surprise of Jenko Sr. and Jenko Jr. <laughs> Jenko Jr. Vito reproached his friend. So Jenko Sr. also found out that Vito was all pissed off. Yeah. Yeah. They're both and they, Vito they were, and I'm more surprised. Why were they surprised at that? I guess, I guess the same way we're surprised. Because <laughs> Vito is really understanding. No, no. It's isn't V isn't Jenko surprised Jenko and Vito are both surprised that Vito reproached yeah. them. Yeah. So that's more the Yeah. So it's like, what the hell's the matter with you? We took you in when 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 you were an orphan. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Shouldn't have hired you to begin with. You had no yeah. experience. He didn't even speak English. <laughs> you didn't even know who Fanucci was. You've lived in this neighborhood for 25 years. You don't know who <laughs> yeah. Fanucci is? Yeah. You don't know Fanucci. He is a Jenko senior. You don't, you don't know Fanucci. He even made me hire my own son. <laughs> <laughs> okay, a little bit more. <laughs> Fanucci writes, ah, The young Vito. How about <laughs> Tomorrow. Tomorrow. The young Vito, however, felt a cold, cold anger for the dreaded Fanucci. Mm. He never showed this anger in any way, but bided his time. He worked in the railroad for a few months, and then, when the war ended, work became slow and he could earn only a few days' pay a month. Also, most of the foremen were Irish and American and abused the workmen in the foulest language, mm. which Vito always bore stone-faced, as if he did not comprehend, Though he understood English very well, despite his accent. Mm. Working for the railroad. Yeah. Um, um, not working for Janko. <laughs> he fired me. <laughs> now I'm working for the railroad. Just Irishman and me. Irishman and me. Can't you hear the whistle blowing? Janko, steal me some food. 
Is this for the musical number? I, I'm I'm shooting from the cuff, shooting from the hip here, Alex. <laughs> I, there's, I guess there's a reason they cut all that out of the movie. No, no need to show uh, all the odd jobs that he worked. Hey, speaking of uh, big musical numbers, we should remind people that the Underdog Night Soldiers, as of this, should have a new track out uh, for public consumption by this point. That's right. People should go check that out wherever you get music. What's the name of the new song? The name of the song is Han Solo, We Wish We Were You. Oh, I thought you were talking about the other new song. Oh, I got two new songs. Two new out. songs. Yeah, go check out. out the Underdog Night Soldiers. We got the song for the Star Wars podcast, Han mm-hmm. Solo, We Wish We Were You. And we got another one coming out called Parade of Laughter. Parade of Laughter. <laughs> and Alex, thank you for doing the fantastic artwork. Oh, for sure. It. Beautiful That's- cover. Happy to be a part of it. People should go check that out wherever you download music. What else you got for the minute, Alex? Well, the minute ends where we see um, we see uh, Vito turning around because he hears someone calling his name. Vito. Do you uh, want? Do you want to be any idea? You want to guess who it is? Do you think it's? Uh, I mean, it could be Don Fanucci. Who's hiding off? Ah, don't uh, Don't Vito. You're fired now. Come work for me. <laughs> He gives him a box full of poop. <laughs> You're a garbage pail kid now. <laughs> You're a garbage pail kid. <laughs> you have to walk around with a big frame that shows who you are as a garbage pail kid. I think it's going to be uh, Don Fanucci's nephew. Oh. Coming after him and saying, oh, I'm so... I'm so sorry, Vito. I didn't mean to take your job. <laughs> well, what's funny is there's a guy standing in the doorway of the bank, and he almost looks like... Well, thanks for listening to the first half of the minute. If you'd like to access the rest of it, go to godfatherminute.com slash support. And for just a buck a show, you'll be able to unleash many laughs and a lot of insight into the writing of the book and the making of the movie. You won't believe how wet your beak will be. Now. Nah.